When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this nudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like the Bugatti, Lottie Dotty. She like the party off Molly, but anyway, you let it get naughty. So they could. In the lobby, she stopped, she said, just, by the way, that quarterback was the number one recruit in the nation. Like, there's a chance they go off and people are kind of sleeping on yeah, we are they gonna our... win the SEC East? No, but you know, like well, contenders for our SEC preview, we had Cruz on and yeah. uh, we did for each division instead of knowing who do you think is gonna win because it was gonna be Alabama and Georgia, <laughs> right? So we just <laughs> yeah, did it's not if, as fun <laughs> if it's not those teams, who do you think would win, right? Remove them and then, yeah, okay. I had South Carolina in the East. Hey, you're like the only other person I've heard, like kind of hyping them up. There's a few people that are like, they might be a sleeper, but I'm just surprised with the lack of attention they've gotten with an entirely new like staff and team, you know, the number one recruit in the nation, a team, a, you know, program that's fucking lacking and suffering their entire history. Uh, you would think there's more storylines to that, but people are just kind of sleeping on them. Yeah. I mean, also a coach going into his second year there who, did very well as first year. Very well. Six for Georgia. And, and a male bowl win is a good year. And his roster was not good. No. That bowl, the bowl win with that fucking backup quarterback over North Carolina, that was huge. Yeah, incredible. That dude came in and fucking slang it. Yeah, I, I love Shane Beamer. Me too. Not to mention, yeah, on fucking social, he's crushing it. We tweeted Clemson out. like fools. We tweeted this out. Shane Beamer is who Dabo thinks he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's who Dabo thinks he is and wants to be, essentially. Um, granted, in terms of fucking records and accomplishments, <laughs> Beamer would love to be with yes, Dabo. I just mean in terms of personality. Yeah. Like, like, he thinks he's cool. Beamer is, he's like a white dad, really. Like, that's, 
who he is as a person, but, but he's a cool. cool dad. Yeah, he's like the dad that other friends are like, dude, you got a cool fucking dad. And he's like, yeah, he's pretty cool. But like all the other friends are like, nah, you got a really cool dad, dude. We like hanging out with your dad. And then Dabo's the dad who's like sticking his head in like, hey guys, like what are you doing? Yes. Do you, you want to do anything? He's cool. And it's like, but not thinks he's cool in a cool dad way. Like is trying to be cool in a it's not fucking cool way. Like the dad version of the mom in um fucking uh what was that movie with the all the mean chicks yeah like that where it's always poking his head like i'm the cool dad i'm not a regular dad that's dabo wearing a fucking like blazer and shorts thinking that he's in like a connecticut country club yeah true i'm keeping this part in <laughs> we're comparing shade bieber dude i got so, i got so much fucking we, we could go off on every conference um, I mean, look, you said you wanted to, you've been chomping at the bit of talk college football. I have. So, um, last night we did a live episode of Chairgating. Great episode for anybody that wants to check it out. Go check it out. Chairgating. It's about NASCAR. Um, great guests on all that. But some of the people in the comments, we were talking about our Twitter accounts, our personal ones. And I had some people in the comments saying that they were about to unfollow me on Twitter because I won't shut the fuck up about college football. And like, obviously I've built a Twitter account around NASCAR. And so I'm like, I got to get on a college football podcast because clearly my NASCAR friends are getting very annoyed. I mean, but also like it's your Twitter. account. That's the thing. It's not the chair getting account. And that's what I said too. I was like, look, dude, this is my personal account and it's almost college football season. I'm going to be talking about college football. I'm sorry. It's not very long. It's like the shortest fucking sport in the world, which sucks. And so while it goes on, I'm going to talk about it nonstop. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stop watching NASCAR, but I fucking love college football. That's what Chairgating started as. A lot of people don't know. It was originally a college football podcast. I actually didn't know that either. I just knew it as NASCAR because that's what it's been for the last like three, four years now. Right. Yeah. When I first came over um, to Belly Up Sports with and, you know, I was working with Mike and all them. I had one season under my belt of college football. I came to Belly Up and did one more season of college football. But then after that, I was already kind of dabbling in some NASCAR content because I just noticed there was like a big open window with NASCAR, whereas college football is just oversaturated as shit, obviously. Um no offense yeah <laughs> great great topic for a podcast yeah as i'm like talking on your podcast um so yeah at the end of that season i just talked to mike and i was like hey man i'm gonna transition to nascar because i just think i could get more you know followers and listeners out of it but yeah i mean college football is like my first love of sports i actually i think i have uh one of your the fun belt shirts <laughs> yeah yeah now, I, they, I can't wear it because i put on like 50 pounds since i bought it but right, it's somewhere right, right and those and those fucking shirts shrink man um so that makes you feel a little better that was kind of a famous shirt for a very short period because brandon walker wore it on his show the um unnecessary roughness or whatever uh, that one's called i just watched their episode today i don't know why i can't say their fucking podcast name um he wore it on an episode and like there was a clip that Barstool posted of like big cat and like some of the other guys like commenting on his shirt in the office. And so I was like, Oh hell yeah. Um, I was went on the chair getting Twitter commented like, Hey dude, thanks. Blah, blah, blah. You know, trying to get some clout out of this. 
And one of my fucking buddies who will remain nameless, but is a complete piece of shit. Uh, one of those friends that you're just like friends with, but like it always is getting on your nerves on social media. Um, he decided to comment that I went to Ole Miss. My little brother graduated from Ole Miss. My little sister went to Ole Miss, like a lot of Ole Miss family, obviously Brandon Walker, not a fan of Ole Miss and responded to that tweet with my shirt in the trash. And that was the end of the, the, the fun belt reign. It lasted probably 15 minutes. Yeah. Why would he call? Why would your, I'm assuming buddy in quotes. Exactly. Exactly. That. That's why I had to preface this with he's that fucking asshole friend that like you're not really sure why you're still friends with, but you are. No, oh, fair. Kind of like Jared from the corner booth. <laughs> That's a perfect. You know what? He's Jared. He is Jared. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'm joking. I love Jared. I don't think he's that bad. Like if he had a shirt he liked and so it's like, oh, like that dude went to. That's very true. Like Jared Florida wouldn't, be, State, that much Jared wouldn't be like, fuck you. No, Jared would no. be like, he wouldn't okay. be that much of a dick about it. That's a good point. We just like busting Jared's balls. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, same with this guy, but he's an actual asshole. Just on social media, though. That's the thing. He's one of those people like to your face. Oh, very nice. see, I'm an asshole in person and on social media. Yeah, like, I, I think I might be nicer on social media. <laughs> people tend to not like me in person, so. So I have to ask then, is the since you're watching a show, is the beef with Brandon Walker over? Last time you were on, you were not a fan of his. No, we always like have continuous beef. Um, he's one of those guys that no matter how big he is, will reply to your shit if um, you say something that he's interested in, which I definitely respect. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of barstool people won't do that because it's kind of a dangerous game to play. He will. I don't know if you follow him closely. He has a beef right now with Big Game Boomer. Um, he replies to tweets from me every once in a while. Uh, and I have to, uh, every time I have to tell him to calm the fuck down because he gets irrationally angry about things. And I'm like, dude, you are a giant podcaster. I'm busting your balls from an account with like 200 followers. It's cool. Cause I don't want him to block me either. Like, I don't want to not get th- that feed anymore. That's fair. Uh, also in his defense, but getting too angry. I mean, he is a Mississippi state fan. <laughs> yeah i mean he doesn't know like his whole life is irrational anger he's not intelligent enough to know how to act like an adult about these things that's fair uh he's also he went on a little bit of a blocking spree today with some of people who follow me oh, i gotta double check and make sure i'm always right on i've been blocked and unblocked by him um he probably will you know have no idea who i am Maybe he would. He's he's replied to quite a bit of my tweets throughout the years. Um, he makes Mississippi State fans look bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how insulting I have to be. Uh, and to be fair, Mince or whatever that guy from Ole Miss, um, he has his old thing also, which is embarrassing if you're an Ole Miss fan. But he's a lot more likable, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I can say that. But I'm, I'm honestly surprised he didn't block the tailgate Twitter yet because – they put out, they talk about their biggest brands in college football. Right, right, right. Yep. And I retweeted it from the tailgate. It's very funny to us that Brandon Walker says big game, big game boomer doesn't know anything about college football while also showing he doesn't. Yeah, no, he never has. And that's kind of the thing about Brandon Walker is um, he doesn't know about college football. But here's the thing. That's not what upsets me the most. Um, because I don't think he claims to be an expert either. 
Like when people are like, you don't know what you're talking about. A lot of times he just stops replying. Uh, I don't think he's trying to pretend to be an expert. I think he's like kind of bleeding into the like stupid Mississippi guy. So he can kind of get away with that. Yeah, no, he puts himself out there as like, I'm a fan of college football. Right. Which I appreciate that aspect of it. So what was your issue with his ranking? Because I think me and you would have a big argument about this as well. I'm guessing you were upset that he said Alabama isn't a number, the a top, um, top brand in college football, right? I mean, yeah, I think they're number one. There's no, we did this yeah. in our ACC preview, actually. I don't have Notre Dame in my top five. Okay. And there were and some replies to their post what are, saying, what are you basing this off of? Like uh, just a personal opinion or like revenue sharing or like attendance, like what not attendance that stadium's fucking empty in the student sections. It's embarrassing, <laughs> but no, well, there's, yeah, I mean, there's a store in Jerusalem dedicated to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama's okay. worldwide. But is that what you're basing it off of? Because every uh, there's a lot of worldwide schools. Success, when people think of what's a college football program, is they're success. going to think about Alabama because okay. of the success. Okay, success is a good – that if you're going to claim Alabama is the number one program in college football, or number one brand, sorry, not program, very different things. Number one brand, if you're like, I, I view brand and success as essentially the same cool. thing, then I don't think people could argue with you there. Because Alabama is clearly the best football program. But what I base brand off of is pretty simple. Um, really, it's overall revenue at the end of the day. That's the, I'm like, what is the biggest brand? Who makes the most money? For me, and maybe I'm biased, I grew up around Austin, Texas my whole life. It's UT. They are the number one revenue college football program every single year if you really want to hear my rankings for this i would go ut ohio state notre dame then alabama and then after that what did i what did i have oh it was michigan after that and then like oklahoma or georgia and oklahoma i think that's it i think that's my ranking right there okay so this is from heartland college sports from 2021 uh, go ranking rate go banking rates is using financial information provided by Forbes, including revenue generated over a three year average before the start of 2021, 2022. So here's the top. Let's go with the top 10. Texas and Texas A&M are both tied at 147. Michigan is third at 139. Alabama is fourth at 134. Ohio State 132. Oklahoma 129, Georgia 125, Notre Dame 120, and then there's a tie for ninth with Florida and Auburn at 117. Okay. So in terms of revenue, is Texas A&M a top five brand? I mean, they're just, they're right around there. So the article I like to use for college football revenue is an article on the Wall Street Journal because they're like, to me the most trusted I can find in this, you know, type of thing. And it's number one, UT, then Ohio state, then Alabama at three, Michigan, four, Notre Dame, five, Georgia, six, Oklahoma, seven. So pretty much my list right there. So I think that's kind of what I'm basing my list off is this, is this article. So if I get a different article that's more reliable, 
that has more updated revenues or something, then maybe I would I could change it around a little bit. But I just know every single year I look, UT is always number one. It's always like UT, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, Notre Dame, like those schools. They're always up there. I also think like brands, USC is still a massive brand, even if they aren't up there. USC for me is essentially just outside the top 10. So they're somewhere between like 10 and 15. They're, so they're way up there. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's there's not many in the West Coast that I'd put up there. That's true. I also think, I think Notre Dame's brand is a little fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People view them as this winning program. They haven't won since the Berlin Wall fell, <laughs> which is part of the reason why Lou Holtz is a communist. He was getting that Soviet money to get recruits. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I remember this. Uh, that was the last time I was on. We had this discussion, actually. That was like a year ago. Uh, we have this discussion about every week. Okay. So, okay. Uh, so this is just a trend yeah, for you. It's just a thing. That okay. and Brian Kelly killed a kid. Those are the, are the, the two part. main talking points of okay. this show. But Rudy is part of their brand. That's just like it's a sensationalized story. Right, but it is you have to add that that value to the brand. I mean, they have a huge yes. one of the best sports movies of all time, probably ever made, and it's all about Notre Dame. Like yeah, the Joe Montana called Rudy a lazy dick. No, lazy. <laughs> and uh, math teacher at my high school who was on that team uh, also said Rudy was a like a self absorbed dick. Dude, I mean, good for this guy though. I mean, hey, apparently he was lazy. Apparently he's a fucking asshole. And he was like almost cut from the team, never could start. Got a whole movie made about him. Name another person that's been able to pull that off. I don't I don't think you can really. <laughs> I don't think anybody else could get away with that. No, I I, I might love Rudy now. I might I that's what I'm saying. Like I think I I idolize Rudy for what he's been able to do. R- and not and not the like uh heroic Rudy we see on the movie. I'm talking about the piece of shit that you're talking about. That's the guy that I look up to. The piece of shit everyone else is running sprints. He's just on the bench smoking a dart. Dude. Telling him to run faster. Yeah, that guy sounds bad. And they're like, why is Rudy still on the fucking team? And the coach is even like, I don't know. Maybe we should cut him. Like, <laughs> and then he has one play. Like, oh, that's one. why. Which, um, wasn't he offsides or something like that? Yeah, Rudy was offsides. That's too. what I've heard. Yeah, that's a whole thing. All right, you want to talk about Pack? Uh, no, we have other stuff to talk about first. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. I thought this was the pack episode. I came. I I told you before. Remember, we talk about other stuff for about forty five minutes. Spend oh. also. Nobody cares about the pack. No one does because my joke was gonna be, how are we gonna pack this episode about the pack? <laughs> That's how we just don't talk about it. Yeah, like we just an ignore hour. it. <laughs> uh, so, first off, nil deals are a big mm-hmm. topic right now. Yep. I think I've we have found the best one. The coldest Crawford, Nebraska wide receiver, signs an NIL deal with Omaha based HVAC company SOS Heating and Cooling. Excellent. Excellent. So I think this is a great example of what we all knew this would turn into. That HVAC company, if I have to just assume things which i'm that's my whole that's what i base everything off of is my absurd assumptions on things um they are donors to the school alumni all that stuff and they're just funneling money through people's companies and people's businesses 
I mean, that's what NIL is going to do, right? Like the, the don't the, all the boosters will get together and be like, look, how much can we pay this fucking kid? And then they go, all right, who owns a business, uh, run a couple ads with him and pay him this much. I actually haven't heard that theory before. It seems like the most obvious thing to me. Like even when they discussed what this would be, I was like, oh, okay. So you're just going to funnel money through businesses owned by. Well, owned by. <laughs> I, I heard that a big theory was, and it actually turned out to be happening. Boosters would own the businesses that then exactly. got. But you're saying they're finding non booster businesses and just giving like, no, 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 no. I think, of it? no, I think it's, it's businesses owned by boosters. Okay. So they're in on the whole thing. But do you really think they're like an H a local HVAC company is putting together money that can like bring, you know, top recruits to the school? no, no, why would they do that? That is not – they are not going to see a return on their investment in something like that. If for a college kid that you might be there for just a year be with how people are transferring. No, what they're doing is the boosters will get together, collect the money, give it to the company, and, you know, as a donation or whatever they have to do for tax reasons, and then it funnels back to the kid. And he'll shoot, like, one shitty local commercial that they might run or just do, like, some ads on social media. Yes, but also I think we have to take into account that this is Scott Frost, who's the coach, so I think mm -hmm. the boosters would be better served saving their money until he's fired and a better coach comes in. <laughs> I mean, I won't disagree with that, um, but here's the thing, and, and we can get on a whole Nebraska conversation. Who is a better coach that could actually fix that disaster dumpster fire of a program? Uh, me, we're bringing it back. I'm calling for Scott Frost's job. Nebraska, give me a call. I am available from the hours of five o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night. I will quit my job if you pay me $200,000 a year to coach. I mean, at this point, and my buyout will be wrong. a McChicken, so you can save your money, right? Exactly. Like it, it, the ROI on that deal is excellent for the school because they're like, look, we're going to get about the same level of shit we're getting from this guy. <laughs> and this dude's buyout is some McNuggets. This seems like a pretty good fucking deal. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I think both sides come out on top here. I make $200,000. The school doesn't have to pay me millions of dollars to not coach there anymore. But, okay. Here's the issue. Okay. I'm willing to do it for a hundred thousand. I just cut you in half. We're, I mean, do you think you're worth an extra hundred thousand compared to the? I'm just gonna essentially do nothing for a hundred thousand dollars. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll say that in the interview. I'll just fucking sit there. Do you think you'll do enough to get that extra hundred thousand versus the guy that just sits there and does nothing? I won UAB a national championship in NCAA 14 on Heisman difficulty. So yeah, I think okay. I can well, do unfortunately, this is an audio only, but I would turn this and show you. I was just playing NCAA 14 before I got on here. And that's why I did no research because I was busy. I'm uh, currently the head coach of UTEP. So yeah, looking to make a run, a deep run there, getting some uh, good. I just got a three-star recruit. So pretty big for UTEP. Oh, that's, it's pretty nice. We need to bring back that power, <laughs> the power UTEP school. <laughs> that's a program, dude. Well, you want to talk about top national programs, poor UTEP. They're a school that has a, a pretty good movie about them. But, you know, so here's the issue. It's their branding. They're in the movie. They win a national championship in basketball as the first college school to let black be a full black team. Right. They start a full black team It's the first team to ever do it. And they win a national championship in basketball. But they're not called UTEP at the time. 
They're called West Texas or some shit like that. And so that's the issue. Everybody's oh. seen that movie. What is it? Glory Road, I think it's called. Yeah. Everybody's seen that movie. But you had no idea it was about Utah. You'd think they could have maybe given a little money and be like, hey, we know it was Texas Western that did but like, this. Can but you just, just like put UTEP in there? At the very end, just say like Texas Western is now UTEP. Something. Right. No, nothing. And the whole movie, I think it's like shot there in El Paso, like all of it. But like just they never talk about it. So nobody knows that UTEP has a national championship in basketball. It's the. I think they one or two. Um, it's the only school in Texas prior to Baylor recently winning to have a national championship in basketball. Oh, here's how they could have done it. Instead of like a little screen grab, they just kind of do, uh, like a transition, not a transition, but like a time lapse where it shows the center logo and the court being changed Ooh. to like UTEP's logo and stuff. And then it shows like a UTEP practice or something like at the very end. Yeah. Not, not even a practice, like a game, like sold out. And it's just like, this is what it is now. This is what they built. And then don't mention that it's like you, UTEP's trash. So they built nothing and it went to waste. Well, yeah, but, you know, they don't need to know that. The audience <laughs> they that part out. Right. <laughs> poor UTEP. Uh, speaking of poor schools, it, it really sucks seeing. No, we already I mean, talked about Mississippi state. Speaking of other poor schools, (laughs) not poor in terms of money, but poor in terms of circumstance. We already talked about Mississippi State. They're poor in terms of money, too. (laughs) This school's not. Uh, It it really sucks to see a once-proud national program have to go through a rebuild. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Uh, which apparently Alabama was doing last year <laughs> at, while winning 13 games, winning their division a conference championship and their quarterback won the Heisman. Yeah. It's just a rebuild. I mean, according to Nick Saban. So here's the thing. It's an easy cop out to be like, Oh, of course he said that. Cause they didn't win, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, I mean, is he wrong for Alabama that their level of success, that could be a rebuild year for them. I mean, also considering all the guys they lost, right? That's what I'm saying. Like most other schools, we think of, oh, it's a rebuild year. They're, like, happy to get six or seven wins. Like, that would be great on a rebuild year. For Alabama, it's like, no, this is a rebuild year, and we might win a national championship because they're just that good at the end of the day. Like, I saw a list earlier of all the guys they lost to the draft this year. Uh, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jay, or Waddle, 
Alex Leatherwood, Deontay Brown, Miller Forrestal, Landon Dickerson, Christian Barmore, Patrick Sertan, Dylan Moses, Thomas Fletcher, Chris Allen, all left for the NFL in 2020. Yeah. yeah. That's – and guys like Miller Forrestal, Dylan Moses, yeah, they weren't great throughout Alabama. I blame Dylan Moses on Scott Cochran. But they're still team leaders because they've been there for a while. So, yeah, it was a rebuilding year. Yeah, if you lose a lot of starters that you are rebuilding, like that's that's just what you are doing. <laughs> you have to fill those positions with guys that previously weren't starting. Yeah, I mean, for Alabama, it is a rebuilding year. I don't see – it's hilarious, but it seems true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just great. This year is going to be awesome. So that's the thing as an Alabama fan. If he is being sincere and it really was a rebuilding year, I mean, then that means that y'all should be even better this year, right? Because that was your rebuilding year. So now you should see some of that. Usually it's like the year, like a year or two after a rebuild year is really when you like reap the rewards. So that's generally the timetable I give because you have mainly with new coaches, but you have your rebuild year. Two years to get in a new, a couple new classes of recruits, and then by that third year, that third if, fourth year, if you haven't got it together by then, then it's you is yeah. the problem. Yep, yeah, that's how right. I always view it. Yeah, if I, it's a new coach, I give them three solid years. And as a Houston fan with Dana, trust me, that was coming up quick. Um, and now the tides have turned to where I fucking love him, and uh, but that's a whole other topic. A year ago, you're like, oh, just one more year of subpar. That's 100%. Play, and we don't have to deal with him anymore. That's 100% what I was saying publicly. I was like, I can't wait to get rid of this guy. Ugh. I mean, one of the years was the COVID year. So it was almost like, eh, you kind of got to just let that one go. I, I don't know if... Like, yeah, if they, if teams with younger coaches or newer coaches took a step, a small step back, that's fine. But some teams who are atrocious, like, well, it was a COVID year. Yeah, you shouldn't be going from eight and four to three and nine. Right. Even with COVID. I'll I'll only allow that excuse if the next year after COVID you bounced back and you got back on track. Then I'm like, okay, the team clearly was affected by the COVID, you know, like, Clearly their morale, something happened to where they just were trashed that year. Maybe it was scheduling, guys not being able to play. I'm willing to let that slide if the next year you bounced back. And that's what Houston did, obviously. So I was like, all right, fuck it. This guy can do what he wants from now on. This guy can do whatever he wants, even if he pulls an Ed Orgeron. (laughs) Oh, you don't have to coach. Just go hang out with some co-eds in the pool. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, as long as we keep winning, my prediction is uh, Houston goes undefeated, wins the conference, um, goes to a New Year's Bowl, and then the next year joins the Big 12. It'll be a great send-off year. That's true. That's going to be fun. Well, the three best teams in the American, once again, is Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. And so it's like, for the past couple years, it's been this way. This year it seems like it's definitely going to stay that way. And then we all leave to the big 12. <laughs> it's just like, that's like the worst way for a conference to lose three of their teams is for the past three years. They've been the three best teams. How many schools in the American that are staying there? Are you think, Oh, thank God they're gone. We can win. 
I mean, are you talking about Memphis and SMU? Because that's those are the teams that can actually finally win. Because those are like the two that have been right there the whole time, but just haven't gotten it done. Temple has fucking won the conference, and SMU and Memphis can't just can't get it done. Yeah, I mean, do you think Cincinnati will have another year like they did last year? No, I don't think they'll go off as much. They've lost too too much. I think they're still a really good team, though. Um, they have a, a great coach, and that team is just really good throughout. So I think they've lost some key components that will make them not as good. But they'll still be, you know, contenders for the conference. Um, I could see UCF maybe even upsetting them this year for the conference. Possibly. I think it's Houston's year. I mean, Cincinnati had their year. UCF seems, had their year. It's, it seems like it is. It seems like it is with um, Clayton Tune. That dude, he's about to go off this year. Finally, he's getting some recognition from some people, which is great uh, because he was like hand selected by the Mannings during their camp. Uh, he won the challenge or whatever. So he's like actually getting some notoriety this year, which is great because this is his last year. And I think he's really going to shine. Um, and then, yeah, we have some other really good parts. You know, Tank, Dell as the wide receiver. Like, that duo combo. Granted, teams are obviously going to focus on that. But, you know, well-coached, that duo is going to pick apart Houston's very weak schedule. I I can't wait, actually. I think we haven't really – we didn't really talk about the group of five last week because oh, you weren't really? there and you're our group of yeah, five guy. I know, for, I know. I for at least guy. this year. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know. I won't be uh, for long. Sorry. I won't keep up. We just got to find someone else. Who's I'll be your Big five. 12 guy, which Perfect. I already kind of was, to be fair. I've, yeah. Because I, I'm from Texas. So, like, I know Texas is turning SEC now. I'm well aware of that. It's going to become an SEC state because you have UT and A&M. Those are the two biggest programs in the state in the best conference. Everything's going to turn to the SEC. But. Big 12 growing up there, it's always been, uh, or Texas has always been Big 12 growing up. So even as a Houston fan, it's just those are the games that are on, you know? So I've yeah. just always kind of followed the Big 12 because of that. Yeah. I mean, hey, the, you still have Baylor and TCU. I'm very excited for the Big 12 and a few reasons why. Number one, let's say Houston went to the SEC. Very insane hypothetical. I'm aware. We would get crushed. We would we would upset some teams, but like it would be really bad for a long time. Um, it would be it would be hard to like cheer your team on bad. I think Big Twelve, we can go in there and compete right now. I think uh, are we going to win the conference? Probably not. Baylor's really good. Oklahoma State's really competitive, but I think we could compete for a very good conference. Number two, it's entertaining throughout because there's a lot of kind of mediocre teams which makes each week really fun for upsets. You know, like Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia. There's some really fun games there. TCU. And number three, Houston finally gets to be in a conference with the three schools that they've always should have been with, TCU, Baylor, and Texas Tech. It's okay that UT and A&M want to do their own thing, but U of H is on par with Texas Tech, TCU, and Baylor. In terms of alumni, in terms of money, in terms of enrollment, in terms of honestly, in terms of fucking stadiums at this point. So Houston should have been with those schools the whole time. There's a whole I can go do a whole podcast about why we weren't with them. 
Uh, a lot of it is political by Texas Tech and Baylor in particular. But needless to say, we're finally with the teams we should be with. So I know people are like, oh, Big 12, shaky. It's not what it used to be. But as a Houston fan, I don't care, man. I'm just happy we're with those schools finally. I honestly think this move made the Big 12, I don't want to say better, but more fun. I actually agree. And I know I'm obviously biased, but okay, UT has not fucking competed for a long time. You know what I mean? Like losing UT, it's losing a huge brain. It's losing a shit ton of money for each school, obviously. Losing Oklahoma sucks, but it opens up the door for so many other programs in the Big 12 to step up. Have you seen what Texas Tech is doing right now? No. Oh, have I? Are, oh, they're building a new. They're, they're, so, yeah, they're adding on to their stadium, and it's going to be huge and insane. And on top of that, they have some new NIL deal where, like, the I don't know. Everybody's supposed to get paid on that team. Like, even if you're, like, not good, you'll, like, make some money. Um, that's the type of move that can really help a program like that because it's, like, you know, you're flipping some three-star kids that are actually really good, but they're, like, linemen, so they wouldn't get paid otherwise. Yeah, I mean – also, Texas Tech just should be a good school. Their uniforms and color combinations are great. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think the Big 12 might have some of the best uniforms in college football across the uh, conference. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, there because there's a lot of schools in there that have some really sweet uh, uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, obviously this isn't a Big 12 episode, but you know what? I'll get into the Big 12 and possible realignments when we talk about pack because that is heavily associated i mean we can just jump right into the pack we can do who's the idiot after okay whatever whenever you want to do it's your well, show man. you you uh tell me what we're doing you are our guest at this tailgate we we just oh. want you to have a good time chair gate and the tailgate perfect so yeah the pack 12 is dying this i didn't even <laughs> do an intro for this one yeah by the we way just talking <laughs> But this is a eulogy for the Pac-12. Uh, it it's dead. R.I.P. It's a Pac-10 technically at the moment. Um, the fact I've talked about this almost every week now. I hate conferences that have a number in their name. Yeah, it really um, messes things up, right? Uh, and I don't know when it started. Was the Big Eight the original conference that did it? Um, I that sounds right. You know, with Oklahoma and Missouri and Colorado and Nebraska, the old school shit before they created the Big 12, at least to my limited knowledge. Maybe it's the Big 10 and they had a whole thing first. I just remember the Big 8 merged with the Southwest to create the Big 12. And this is like the whole number thing started, I feel like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. Yeah, and even if the 
Big Ten did it first. I mean, because they were from 1899 to 1917. The Big Ten was the Big Nine, and then they stopped for right. a couple years, and then 1946 to 1950. So they might have been first, but I feel like the Big Ten or the Big 12 really started this trend now. Yeah, because I don't... You know, the pack actually, the pack was the pack eight back in the day. So maybe they, they were up there. Either way, now that we're talking about conferences with numbers in there, perfect time, in my opinion, for a rebrand for the Big 12. Get rid of the number. Just name it something else. Okay. Complete rebrand. You lost Oklahoma. You lost Texas. Those are your two biggest brands in that conference at this moment, that's a very middle of the road conference. And that's no offense to them. They just, the big 12 doesn't have the blue blood, big name programs anymore. You might need to just rebrand the whole fucking thing and really hype up whatever new thing you call it. Just bring back the Southwest conference. Oh my God. I know you're trust me. <laughs> that That's all. Cause I love the regional stuff. And this is why I still have admiration for the sec for trying to keep it compact. Uh, obviously it's been branching out, but it's branching out from a center. I hate this new shit of jumping around everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, the Southwest conference makes no fucking sense. Now that you have UCF exactly. Cincinnati and uh west yeah, virginia right orlando florida in the southwest conference and west virginia <laughs> you know like the, obviously it doesn't work they would need to rebrand um to something not the american athletic conference but it's something that incorporates like a nation or something you know um i mean i don't know maybe the pack needs to do this as well because we're talking about losing biggest programs and i'm talking about conferences that i hate jumping around i don't know how much you like the big 10 I know you're an SEC guy, but you live in Big Ten country. Um, I'm more in ACC country, actually. Boston okay. College is ACC. Yeah, okay, okay. That's and then UMass is the MAC. <laughs> um, the superior MAC. But Big Ten, when I look at the map, it just makes me want to vomit. Yes. Okay, so here's what we do. The pack can stay the pack, honestly. They're all going to be mostly West Coast. Get rid of the number. It's the pack, the Pacific Athletic Conference. Do you not think that that's a weird name, though, now that we're thinking about names, with schools like Colorado and Utah, uh, Arizona, like nowhere near the Pacific Ocean? There, Yes, but I think it's close enough, and they will have their competitive – like their good schools that are left will still be the pack. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Also – that didn't would Colorado was in the pack before it didn't stop them from calling it the pack. So, well, Colorado and Utah were added much, much later though. Yeah. But I so think the pack eight, if I'm not mistaken, or what was it? The pack eight. I think it was like the California schools, Oregon, Oregon state, Washington, Washington state. And that was it. So it literally was the Pacific States. Um, so when they did originally name it, it was very accurate, which I appreciate. But, I mean, I would argue when they added Colorado, they should have just probably reconsidered the whole thing. Well, they can't call it the WAC because mm-hmm. right. that's uh, like an FCS. So, so, right. The WAC, I don't know what the thing with it because the WAC is now back, by the way. I don't know if you've kept up with this. And That's they have, a shirt. That's a shirt. The WAC, the WAC is, is back. back. They um They have, I think, like Sam Houston and like some other like 
schools, and I think they're D1 or something. It's I don't know. I haven't kept up with it enough. The WAC is the most regionally accurate name for the PAC, but do you really want your conference to be called WAC? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good look. Like, right off the bat, your branding is taking a huge hit. Yeah. I, you're called, I don't you're, know. I, you're whack. I mean, you are whack. I think the pack <laughs> is, it, 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 it does make sense with Colorado and Utah and stuff, but I think it does make the most sense currently. Okay, so what about this? And this is a very realistic hypothetical. So I, I don't know if you've kept up with the realignment issues and everything going on with the pack. There's a real possibility that the pack to stay alive has to add two new teams. And one of those teams that's been highly, highly discussed is SMU. So if the pack adds a school in Dallas, Texas, can I still be the Pacific athletic conference? At this point, no. I think at that point they well they couldn't even call it West, Southwest Athletic Conference. I just want the swag. Southwest to Conference was Dallas, so I mean you can get away with Texas being in. Well, the no, state. but I'm talking about also Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. Like they're not South. I so think, it'd have to be no, no, South no. Dash could, West. I think you could get away with like a Western name, something West. Like everything's West of the Mississippi. I think South instead of Southwest, South Dash West. <laughs> South Dash West. It would still We're be adding... black, but extra dash to differentiate. Parentheses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Asterisks on the side. And then the big 30, whatever the number of fucking many <laughs> schools they're going to add, yeah. uh, can just be the Continental, the CAC, the Continental Athletic <laughs> Conference. The cock. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to do that. Right. Yeah. That. So that would be funny where we rename every conference an acronym for like shit. Right. Like, like South Southern hemisphere intermediate. To, I don't know, but something like this, right? Where Southern every... hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> Universidad de Buenos Aires is going to dominate that conference. Oh. They're going to go to Dallas and just embarrass us. They're going to be very confused when they show up and they are told to come play football. <laughs> huh? Like, yeah, <laughs> Not no, wearing we, pads. Yeah, we got the ball. They pull up a soccer ball. Why are your pads all on your fucking shins? <laughs> I guess you don't want to protect your head. Uh, no, there, there has to be better names. I agree. I agree. Oh, um, also, though, Oregon and Utah might be going, or not Oregon, Colorado and Utah might be going to the Big Twelve. Yeah, so because they're open for business. So the pack, right? It's the pack. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They could legit be the pack. They just like add SDSU, maybe Boise State, um, Fresno. Who, who else? Fresno. That's a good one. That's a very good one. What's one more? What's one more? Can't Idaho, be, bring the be. Kibby Dome back to FBS. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. So we can at least have it in that new fucking college football video game. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, they would go 0-12 every year. I don't care. Just for the Kibby Dome. Just, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Like, everyone knows why they're here, and we're okay with it. It's also weird to me that college football fans love the Kibby Dome. It's an ugly stadium. It's, <laughs> it's the a, worst, but that's why we love it. It's, because it's just the worst thing ever. Um, and it's something with the state of Idaho, like which is weird stadiums. It's like one's fucking blue and one's a basketball court, essentially. Yeah. Also, though, it could 
bring back the make the Washington State Idaho rivalry a little. Oh yeah, a little better. I I was unaware until I looked this up of how close those schools actually are to each other. Yeah, I forgot about that until I interviewed uh, Matt, an NCAA YouTuber, Nitro Drive, in the offseason. And he mentioned it. I was like, that's not a rivalry. What are you talking about? Yeah. Was... He's a Washington State student, so of course he fucking knows it's a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at least it was. Um, those schools are, like, weirdly close to each other. Like, really, really, really close. They're yeah. Each on, like, the state line or something. Um, and so I guess that's the natural rivalry is distance. Yeah, so... Idaho to the pack. Oh, thank God. We, uh, I, I love this. I love this already so much. I think they have to change the name. I don't like Idaho Vandals, honestly. I do. I don't know why. When I think Idaho, I don't think Vandalism. No, but it's like the worst name ever. I love it. <laughs> it I does go along with the Kibby Dome. Exactly. I don't want anything good from Idaho. <laughs> like, I want the worst shit. They have the worst colors, the worst color combination, even worse than Wyoming. They have the worst name, the worst stadium. Like, I, I love everything about Idaho. Fair. I, I think you've talked talk me into the Vandals. I think I love that now. Yeah, I might have to get, like, a jersey or something for them. Like, I really I, – it's hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah, and also, I think – I feel like with Wyoming, you mentioned it's worse than Wyoming. I feel like everything about Wyoming makes sense, though. That's true. The like, They're the, the Cowboys. Dusty, ugly color scheme. The yeah. the jerseys make sense. The font. They and, really they le- they they lean into it and they make it work. It's the worst color combo ever. I think. Every tr- walk outside today in that color combo for like your shirt and pants. Like everyone's gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" It's the worst color combo in the world. But I do agree, it fits them very well. Just like UT and burnt orange. It's just it works. Uh, see, I uh, when when you say UT, I think Tennessee because that's just what I'm used to. Mm, I know, and I live in South Carolina now, so it's going to get real confusing for yeah, people it, around here. Luckily, nobody really refers to them as UT, but some people have. So, but when you said that, I was about to go in on Tennessee's. Oh no, that's the worst color. No, no, no. But like the Longhorns, that burnt orange, like it. I hate the Longhorns, but that burnt orange makes me think of Texas. That's true. It's just like the perfect color for the state of Texas for whatever reason. It just is. That's true. I'm looking for the video. I have it saved on here. I thought uh, it's it's talking about Tennessee, and I I play it at least once a season. Usually the third Saturday in October, but we're gonna play it now. Man, I hate Tennessee because first of all, it's Tennessee, and I I, I just hate them because they 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 low down, they dirty, they some snitches, and I hate Philip Farmer. I hate their colors. I'm not a dog person. I, I just hate Tennessee, man. Like, and I, I hate N- Nayland Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker convention, and I hate all their quarterbacks. I just, I hate Tennessee, man. Describe their, describe what you feel about their colors too. I thought that was interesting. It, it, it reminds me, it, and it's not that orange that you can stand. See, I hate Tennessee more than I hate Auburn. I just dislike Auburn. I hate Tennessee. See, Tennessee's colors is, is that, it's that throw up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange, that I, and I don't like pumpkins. So I just, I just, I, I really don't like Tennessee, man. I, I can't stress that enough, man. And they, they, they losers, they sore losers, cause they, they, they're not Alabama, and I, I hate Tennessee, man. That was beautiful, man. Probably the best interview I've done all year. So I'm changing my answer. Tennessee has the worst colors in college football. 
I absolutely love that clip. The low down dirty snitches is the best part. Man, it's great. They low down dirty they snitches. It's great. I love third Saturday in October because that entire week you'll see that video 30 times a day and I will watch it every time. It's an incredible. Their color looks like syrup in a pumpkin. That is a really good way to describe their color. Yeah, so they have the worst. Wyoming's right behind them, but Tennessee's just takes the cake. As Here's a hot take. I hate Boise State's colors. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Is it because of the field? Do you think the blue field's too much or you just don't like them? It's the that colors? they overdo the blue on everything. More than just the field, the jerseys, everything. That electric blue with that bright poppy orange is just way too much for me. It's I like, uh, calm down. I don't know. Maybe I'm a traditionalist. I like the classic colors with your whites. Like I, I, I'm just whoa, very... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, no, I want to keep white and colored separate. <laughs> but that... <laughs> But, like, I love – and obviously I'm biased, but, like, I love Houston's, like, jersey combos when they rock the white jerseys on, like, the white uh, pants with the white helmets. Like, I just like that type of stuff. So when I see all that fucking – I don't like Oregon's shit for the most part. They have some good shit, but they just overdo everything. I don't like all the bright colors. That's true. Oregon a couple of years ago had, like, a throwback uniform where it wasn't quite a Kelly green. It was a little lighter than that. Uh, with some just yellow and a throwback logo. I think that was the best uniform they've ever mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. I think one team, not this NFL, but like the Seahawks usually can pull off the obnoxious green because they use it as like trim, right? They'll use that like navy deep blue color. And then like the trim is that bright poppy green. That's fine. You know, use it accordingly, but your base should always be just like a subtle color. And, and just some of these colleges, they just overdo the brightness for me. That I, it's just hard to watch. That's fair. They, the Seahawks, not their color rush, but it was like 2009, I think. They had this jersey that, like, the color rush was that ugly neon green. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it had like right accents. 2009, the Seahawks just came out in lime green uniforms with blue sleeves and that was the absolute worst thing ever yeah yeah because you're using the base color as the bright obnoxious color instead of the trim that it should be like as a highlight and i think that's the problem with tennessee and that's the problem with their orange they can pull it off sometimes on like a lot of white or like add some black but when they just go all out on that fucking orange it's just too much and it's ugly to look at 
Yeah, they have an all like a gray alternate. They call it their smoke alternate for the Smoky yes, Mountains. Yes. That is nice. And it looks good because it's very subtle, like gray, yeah, smoky. That looks good. Um Clemson Clemson's can get obnoxious sometimes too, because that's too much like bright colors together. But they for some reason pull off the orange better than Tennessee can. I don't know why. Maybe I it's their it, orange is better. It, it's that orange you can sit with. Yeah, it's just like a normal orange. So you're like used to this color, whereas the bright caution cone orange that Tennessee has yeah. is just too much. Also, sometimes it's also just the school, how I impact their jerseys, how I, it impacts my opinion of their colors. Like Virginia, I love that blue and orange combination. It works. It, it looks really good. All their merch is great. Auburn, it's that's the most disgusting thing, thing I've ever seen, even though they have the same, same color. Yeah, same color scheme. Okay, how do you feel about Alabama? And try to take your bias out of this. So I'm <laughs> you can't, get... can you? <laughs> no, well, I'm going to get. So my thing is, sometimes I think it's cool what a team like Oregon does. They have all those uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Opposite I, of Alabama. I think it would be kind of cool to see Alabama do something a little different. A, they never will. No, I was that. just going to say. But like also, <laughs> it's a point of contention amongst Alabama fans if mm-hmm. they should bring back white helmets to go with their white uniforms. <laughs> Well, y'all's helmets are kind of legendary, though. Like, to be fair. That's... We've worn white helmets before, though, in the 60s. Yeah, but it y'all's helmets is, like, cool. very iconic. I can see. That's like Michigan, like, talking about changing helmets. That's a big deal. Yes. It, it wouldn't be, like, an everyday thing. It's just an alternate helmet sometimes. I think you definitely should have an alternate at least once a year, though. The problem is every single Alabama alternate design that I've seen is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough color scheme to work with to, to to do anything other than traditional. It's a very traditional look. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I don't think black looks great with the red. I think the red's a little too dark. But here's, the, and this is what I was going to bring up. Y'all's red's different. Y'all, you have the crimson. It's, it is yeah. different. But I do like South Carolina, and they pull off a similar red with black. Their red's a little darker than ours yeah it's it's closer to like the maroon aggie uh yeah i do agree there but i think it's in a weird the crimson's in a weird spot where if it was a little lighter they could do it with black Mm -hmm. or gray if it was a little darker they could do it with black or gray but where it is it just it doesn't work but they do put it on black and white for all the bear bryant shit it's kind of close yes when are I they going to do a full alternate scheme with nothing but that? What is that? What is that called? Houndstooth. Houndstooth. Just the whole thing. Uh, helmet, jersey, paint. Everything's houndtooth. I would throw up. <laughs> That's too much. I think, I want to say it was 2000. There's no such thing as too much houndstooth when you're in the state of Alabama. Also, if you look up Bear Bryant, most of the pictures, he's not wearing a houndstooth hat. I've, yeah, just, I've heard this as well. It's just kind of like it happened a couple times, and so it yeah. became iconic. Yeah, yeah and it's it's... A recognizable pattern. I think that's mostly what it is. I'm looking at for, I think Alabama's had like one alternate ever. Because I think they had like a two, in 2011, maybe they had a their pro combat jersey, which had like an American flag on the shoulder. And that mm. was really it. The pants were a little different. Uh, that there sounds was- terrible. There was a faded houndstooth design in the numbers on the, like not faded, but. 
Oh, okay. A very subdued it's... houndstooth yeah, yeah, yeah. design on the on the numbers. Yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't tried to incorporate houndstooth at least a little bit. It seems like a gold mine for Alabama fans in in terms of selling merch. Yeah, I mean they'll put it on stuff anyway. Like not your not jerseys, but yeah, but you fucking you put that that jersey on the field, man. That shit would sell. Now it's got to look good. It's got it. That's a tough, that, yeah, a tough pattern to work with. Yeah, that I think that's part of the problem. That's why I think the 2011 Pro Combats were good because it was a white number with like slightly right. yeah. like, super light gray houndstooth. Houndstooth is tough. Houndstooth. That you have to like zoom in on the pictures of the jerseys on Google to even see it. Houndstooth helmets. What do you think of this? No. <laughs> Just no. Just no. shut now and down. <laughs> no. The only <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. Has this ever been a thing? <laughs> The only thing that I would be okay with houndstooth helmets is, you know, like Ohio State has like the Buckeyes stickers for games play and other schools do it too. Mm-hmm. But Ohio State's like the first one that comes to mind. Like right. maybe helmet stickers that you have to put on carefully so it is houndstooth, but like you go from crimson to like South Carolina's maroon. Okay. And even then I'm not sold on that. All right. I found a houndstooth helmet. I'm terrified. And it looks sick. I'm actually 100% on board with this. Google Alabama lacrosse houndstooth helmet. And I'm 100% sold that y'all need houndstooth helmets. It's a great podcasting. Just typing away. (laughs) We're just Googling things that are dug. Okay. So, but see, here's the thing with that. First off, it's a white helmet. So people would be pissed. But does it not look sick? It looks cool, but I'm concerned mm-hmm. that how it would look on a football helmet. I think it could work. Um, you take away Yul's logo on either side and put like the numbers in the crimson red, and I think that would look sick. I don't know because I think the shape of the helmet, because lacrosse helmets are very peculiar, right? Peculiar, I can't fucking peculiar, peculiar, weirdly shaped. We're just gonna go with weirdly. <laughs> Uh, so I think it, things look different on there. Like that's a CPX R, whatever the hell Warriors doing now or Cascade. But I think just how round football helmets are, even though they're starting to incorporate some designs similar to similar. Why can't I say the word similar today? Uh, uh, that's a similar few words again. <laughs> to cross helmets. Uh, but I, I think it's too round. Well, I think it's a huge missed opportunity, and I'm a big fan of Alabama lacrosse for having the balls to do it. That's fair. I mean, I'm not knocking their helmets. It's just I, I, I'm concerned about how it would transfer over. Maybe yeah. for a game, That's just, what one, I'm just one. Like maybe a houndstooth stripe down the middle, but even then, the backlash from that would be absurd. Who do y'all play in Halloween? Halloween, we have off. Oh, okay. Halloween's our bye week every year. Oh, that sucks. It's Nick Saban's birthday. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know if that's why, but that's just... I was like, oh, my God, if that's why. (laughs) Because when I was a student at Houston, uh, every Halloween weekend, um, we would do all blackout. It was the only time we'd do full blackout. Helmet, jersey, pants, and it was sick. Like, the students show a blackout, and it's Halloween, so it kind of works. My point was, like, Halloween is a fun time to do alternatives because you can kind of get away with it. it's a holiday where you dress up in something different. That, that would be a good weekend also. And you could Tennessee have been like, we're 
our fans for the Halloween game are going as Bear Bryant, our our uh, our uh, athletes and our fans, and like everybody show up in houndstooth hats, and we're all going as Bear Bryant for Halloween, and we're fucking walking away with a win. Like that would be sick. That would be, but also I don't. Alabama fans would hate it. That's the yeah, thing. Alabama students would love it. Right. The student section would probably love that shit. They'd be like, this is If awesome. it was a night game, I think it would have to well, be. Well, it a has game. to be. If it's Halloween, it's got to be a night. They game. hate giving night. Alabama night games. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, see, ours were always a night game when it was Halloween. Part like, of the issue. Home on Halloween at night. It was like a tradition. Yeah. Like, if we're going on the road, yeah, there will be a night game. But if it's in Tuscaloosa, they're like, well, we're not going to give you guys a primetime slot to watch you beat up on Missouri. Hmm. Actually, I think the only night game my senior year was against Missouri. Damn, that sucks, man. Y'all didn't have night games? Those Barely. are the best. Yeah. Oh, as a student, you get to sleep in, and you don't roll into the tailgate until, like, the afternoon, like, which is when you, like, wake up and, like, want to start eating and drinking. Oh, See, after the my, game, you go party at the house. Like My junior and senior year suck because I worked at a store right next to the stadium. <laughs> Wait, which store? I've been to the stadium a few times. Bama stuff? Mm, maybe. Maybe I've been there. So when you go, when you're leaving the stadium, if you're, say you're walking towards the campus, the road the stadium's on, if you go away from campus, it's like the first store on your left. Okay. Next to a, right next to Galette's. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I know where you're at then. Yeah. Yep. So I worked there. Uh, okay. So I couldn't go to tailgates. They let us go to games, but then if it was like early enough, you'd have to go back to work after. Damn. That sucks. One thing that sucked for freshmen at Alabama is upper bowl. If it's an early season game, you go in, it's like 95 degrees with a bunch of humidity. And then if you're an upper bowl, if it's a night game by the end of the game, it's like 40 up there. Oh, interesting. It it might not be 40. It might be like 50, 60, but but you've been sweating all day in the sun. And then the temperature drops. That sucks, man. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not something we dealt with in Houston at all. It just stayed hot in the night, even. <laughs> so yeah. you just you was just always fucking hot and humid. Um, yeah, that sucks. And we had a lot of night games, so that was great. So like, it it wasn't hot anymore. Yeah, nah, but I don't know. Hopefully, they give us more night games eventually. The curse of an Alabama fan. It must be difficult. I know we didn't even win the national championship this year. <laughs> like, Feel sorry we, for me. I we were a we rebuilding that, team. I wonder if we still have that article up on Belly Up Sports. Um, oh man, is it like the plight of the dynasty fan or something? Yeah, that was still like the my favorite thing I've ever written. <laughs> yeah, and I was talking about Alabama fans because I think y'all didn't win that the year I wrote it or something like that. And yeah, it was like quotes from fake Bama fans. And I'm like, we didn't even win. <laughs> like, uh, what, what are we even doing at this point? I, I'm part of the issue with this. Cause like, if we don't win by enough, I'm like, we, what the <laughs> fuck? We only I won really, by 14. And, and, and so here's my thing. I actually don't have an issue with Bama or their fans. Maybe that's cause I didn't live in Alabama and I didn't have to experience them. Um, I've never had an issue with a Bama fan and I'm sure this is like blasphemy to like every other college football fan. Cause they're like, no, they're the worst. I just really haven't dealt with it. I know it's there, but I personally haven't dealt with it. So preface all this by saying, I just, I really don't have an issue with Alabama winning all the time or their fan base. They seem fine to me, but I cannot wait 
until y'all are mediocre again. Just so your fan base finally gets a fucking reality check of like what everybody else deals with. And I'm not even saying bad. I'm saying like mediocre. Like y'all are still going to bowl games with like seven, eight wins. But like you're oh. not contending for national championships anymore. You're just not. As annoying as Alabama fans are with their winning, they also do remember and know when Alabama was bad. Do they? The students going there now, I don't think do. They should because it was in. Was it in their lifetime? I mean, well, I guess uh, it was in their lifetime. Yes, it, but it, it was like they were like, like little kids. Freshman this year would have been like just being born. The last right. time Alabama had a sub, not the last time, but the last time Alabama had like a sub six and seven season. Just like bad. Yeah. Well, when's the last time y'all, uh, what was that game that you lost to Louisiana Monroe? Was that the one? Oh, that was like 2007, I think. God damn. Was it that far back? Yeah. That, that season, that's a low point. I think like that was Saban's first year. It was. And that was a low point for Bama fans and they got to really experience mediocrity, like real mediocrity. Like we're not good. We're just getting by kind of thing. Even though we're four and nine, like four years before that. Yeah. Okay. That's so, okay. There was, there was a time period definitely where y'all were not good. My concern is students going there now, their entire lives, just like, you know, the, um, the Boston fans, that grew up during the Tom Brady era that just didn't know anything other than winning championships. Um, this is going to be a thing for Bama fans. And so when y'all, cause it has to happen eventually, right? I know you probably don't want to imagine this world, but it will happen eventually where Alabama just isn't competing for national championship. They're not even competing for the sec title anymore. They're just there. They're like an A&M, right? They're good, but they're not going to get past this hump. That time will come again. And I'm just interested to see what these fans will, how they will react. See, here's the thing, though. I don't think that's going to come for like a decade. That I know. I'm concerned. It's going to take a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Nick not saying Saban's this is happening. 70 tonight. now, and he's not showing any right. signs of slowing down. He also doesn't ever want to stop coaching. Well, and it would also take y'all hiring just a mistake of a coach, right? Like if you if you hire like a Ryan Day who just kind of steps in and like just keeps keeps the train moving that Saban ha- already had created, then it's going to take even fucking longer. And I can see Bama doing that, doing like a Ryan day thing where it's like, no, we just got a guy that pretty much just does what Saban did. And that's going to last us another 10 fucking years. Yeah. What they need to do is Saban needs to, if he's ever going to retire, he needs to say, all right, in like three years, I'm going to retire. And here's the guy that in, until yeah. like his defensive coordinator, Hey, stay here for three years. You or will be the fucking, next coach. yeah, or hire the best coordinator. And you could hire a head coach to become a coordinator if it was like in his contract. Hey, in three years, you become the head coach of Alabama. Yes. The only thing I don't want them to do is, and they did this with Bear Bryant. They were like, well, he played for Bear. Well, he was like a tight ends coach for Bear. So we'll just hire him. He knows how to win. Right. And then they weren't good. And then they brought in Gene Stallings, who won. And then. Right. You want to see more of like a Ryan Day. Well, I was going to say Lincoln Riley, but that obviously didn't work. But something like that, where it's a coordinator that's been there for a while that that says, hey, as the head coach, I am leaving soon. This is what you need to do to be prepared to take my position. But like you're the guy that we want to take over this program. Yeah, that's probably what they're going to do. Alabama. I mean, the state is stupid as shit, but they run that program very intelligently. So I, I have faith that they pull this off pretty smoothly because anybody wants to take over that program 
because it's just, can you imagine an easier gig? Granted, it would be the most stressful because you better fucking win a national yeah, championship. The ex- Lane Kiffin said he would never take the Alabama job. So if it's already like a head coach, yeah, that's experienced. It, they don't need to do that. They definitely wouldn't because the expectations would be terrible. But a young up and coming like dude that that is very promising as a coach, that's a fucking dream job. Like Ryan Day stepped into this program that was prepared for him. I'm not saying he doesn't do well there, but like, you know, he's he's yeah. not doing as well, in my opinion. I think he's doing about as well, honestly. Really? As as urban by the end, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but either way, I think Alabama will do this. Yeah, hopefully. So you want to talk about the Pac-12 this upcoming season? <laughs> Not really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's get. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we're just doing it. It's way less formal this year. We're not going through every team, every coach. Well, and if we just talked about the pack, this episode would have been over an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. we're an hour and eight minutes in. Yeah, it would have been over about an hour and six minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> so Utah's winning. There's the pack. Boom. <laughs> All right. So you have Utah winning the South. I have Utah winning the whole thing. Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah, but we pick a division winner and then. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So yes. you, you have Utah in the South. I also have Utah winning the South. I think. I, I do like what Chip Kelly's doing at UCLA. I don't think in his like last couple of years, I don't think he's going to compete very well. I think this is a flash in the pan for them. So, yeah, if we if if you are interested, I ranked them all together as well. Oh, and, yes. Go on. You did more work and than I, I did. actually. Well, I'm glad you brought up UCLA. I actually ranked them as the second best team in the pack above Oregon. Because I agree. I think they're making some fucking killer moves. And I think Oregon, they have a new head coach. He is the first time he's ever been a head coach. They've lost some key components. And everybody's just kind of talking about how Oregon's going to run it back and, you know, play Utah again. And I'm just kind of like, they're probably the best team in the North. Yeah, but I think UCLA might be more competitive than Oregon this year. Ooh. That's I mean, a... their quarterbacks returning, their running backs returning. Like they have some talent that's like staying there. Whereas Oregon lost a lot with a new head coach. That's true. I also though think with Oregon, I think based on this recruiting cycle, it wouldn't be crazy to think maybe Dan Lanning was the recruiter there. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I mean, Georgia missed out on like three or four. No, they missed out on, I think seven or eight of the top 10 recruits in state. Yeah, and I mean, so does Oregon open up against Georgia again this year? Yep. So that that one is interesting to me because their new head coach was the you know defense coordinator for Oregon uh, for uh, Georgia. So that's like the one interesting game for me um, for Oregon. And I could be completely wrong. Maybe he steps in as a first time head coach and kills it. That's kind of the risky thing about ranking Oregon right now. You don't know how this first time head coach is going to perform. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have them winning the North or do you think someone else is going to come in? No, I I mean, no, I got to, in terms of the North. Yeah. Look, if they were in the South, I would have them competing with USC for third in the South. Yeah. But yeah, for the North, what I have is Utah, number one, UCLA, number two, um, like I said, they're returning their quarterback and they're running back. I think they've been building a pretty 
good program. Oregon just discussed. Um, USC, I have them at fourth. I have, let's see, Oregon State after that, then Washington State, then Washington, then Stanford, Cal, Arizona State. And then this one's a little different. I think most people have Colorado than Arizona as the worst team. I actually have Arizona beating Colorado or at least being better than them. Um, They have a a few things happening. You know, they got a quarterback transfer from Washington State who's pretty good. They have some things, some moving pieces. Colorado to me just looks like they're dying. It just doesn't look like a healthy program. Fair. I actually, listening to you talk, I think I'm actually going to switch. I think I'm going to go with USC is going to win the South. USC is going to win the South? Okay. I think with their transfers, with Caleb Williams, with Lincoln Riley, I don't know how the defense is going to be. The defense wasn't good last year, but I think the offense can put up Big 12 numbers because basically their entire staff is Big 12. So, yeah. Um the problem is, I mean, what are Big 12 numbers compared to pack numbers? Um, Because I would say the benefit of coming from another conference to the pack is that you're defense-minded because nobody in the pack cares about defense. Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln Riley, obviously, he's incredible as an offense coordinator. Uh, he's bringing over a talented team. I mean, it's not a crazy idea to think that they could just first year put it together and just go off. But that means that they're going to have to beat Utah, who's clearly the best team last year in the pack and seems like they're prepared to be the best team this year by far again. So they'd have to get past them in the same division. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. So last year, uh, four Big 12 schools put up fewer than 30 points a game. No schools put up fewer than 20 points a game even kansas how does that compare to the pack though because the pack usually is like high offense that's all they do is like score points so four schools put up 30 or more 
uh, two schools put up fewer than 18. Yeah, because the problem with the pack, and this goes back to the problem that the pack has had for a long time, is they are top-heavy, the bottom part of the conference. I mean, honestly, after USC, so like I said, I have it ranked Utah, UCLA, Oregon, USC. Everything after that is just like, who cares? And I don't mean to be mean to the like all these other schools, but Oregon State, Washington State, Washington, Stanford, Cal, Arizona State, Arizona, Colorado. Usually Washington's in the discussion, but this year they're not. And the pack's just really top heavy. You know, people people will claim the SEC is top heavy, the Big Ten's top heavy. The pack is the most fucking top heavy. Them or maybe the ACC. But no, no, fuck that. No, it's definitely the pack because the ACC has some decent programs here and there. Um, after we talk about four schools in the pack, it's just like, pfft, talk, let's talk about the Mountain West at this point because that's what it is. Fair. I also think, though, Oklahoma last year, 39.1 points per game, 25.8 given up on defense. Utah, 36.1, so three points worse on offense, and 22.6, so about three on defense. So it's... I mean, I think I think Colorado, or I think um, Oklahoma last year would have beaten any team in the pack, and they weren't even the best team in the Big 12, so that's saying a lot. But it's not the same team. He's going to a completely new team. Obviously, he took a shit ton of transfers, but... It is a new team. It's a new program and new facilities to go out your first year and win. That would be insane. It grants the pack, probably the easiest conference to do it in, but still. I mean, also he's going to USC, which has money and historic backing. Yeah. When's the last time USC won the conference though? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just talking about money and facilities. They're going to have right. good facilities. I just, they, he's walking into a program that wasn't ready to win a conference. He took a lot of recruits, a lot of transfers, but they haven't played together as a team yet. And something I mentioned, before, I think before we started recording, one thing I definitely want to mention, Oklahoma got picked apart by both USC's. Yeah. Because the Gamecocks took one of their coaches, uh, took Spencer Rattler, took a couple more kids, I believe, some like linemen. And then the California USC took their head coach and a bunch of their fucking players. So USC on both sides of the country just decided to like fuck Oklahoma, which is in the middle of the country. Another little interesting point. Yeah. They're getting it from both sides. I'm sure Oklahoma felt a bit like Poland. Um, also, <laughs> which, which is the real USC to you? Um, I mean, obviously it's Southern California. Um, I live in South Carolina now, so I guess I could say like locally, USC is the Gamecocks. I didn't grow up here, so that probably has something to do with it. But it's got to be Southern California, right? South like that. There's two big claims that South Carolina has for being the real USC. Okay, let's hear it. They were first. They exist that's a pretty in big school one. First, yep, and they have Hootie and the Blowfish. So they do have Hootie and the Blowfish, and I only want to be with you. So, yeah, so I think I only want to be here. Um, so I think I think we got to give it to South Carolina on this one. I would love to give it to South Carolina as a resident. Uh, I am not a fan of the Gamecocks or Clemson yet. We'll see. Maybe I live here long enough and I start to lean towards one. If I had to guess right now, it wouldn't be Clemson because who wants to go into a program after they've won a bunch of national championships and pretend to be a fan? That sucks. I'd rather jump on South Carolina while they're garbage. And so then in like 
10 years when they finally have like a good record and be like, Oh dude, I've been watching them for 10 years. You got to start this season. So you can say like the minute I moved to South Carolina, I just fell. I think that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to try to go to a game this year just because I like going to check out new sec stadiums that I haven't been to yet. Um, so I already wanted to go, but yeah, with like Rattler coming in who I, I gotta go to a game, right? Yeah. It seems like a must. Um, I haven't been to an SEC East game ever. I've been to almost every SEC West stadium for a game, but not a single one in the East. That's one of my regrets in college. I didn't go to enough games. I just went to like Alabama home games because I was a poor college student. And then like <laughs> a season, the season opener against Florida State when they ended that program. Oh, interesting. Um, no, they didn't. Alabama did not end that program. University of Houston did. He basically killed DeAndre Francois. The University of Houston killed Florida State in the Peach Bowl. We destroyed them, and then their coach went to AM. and And they've been trash ever since. Oh, that year, though, when Alabama played them, Florida started the season as the third-ranked team. Wait, Florida or Florida State? Florida State, sorry. Okay. Mm. What year was that? 2017. That wait, that was the next game after we beat them in the bowl game. Was it so Jimbo was there that year? That was his last year. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was 2016 uh Peach Bowl cuz I went to the game uh, and I have a terrible memory, but I'm pretty sure it was a 2016 Peach Bowl. So I think if I'm remembering this correctly, we destroyed the program because y'all played them after us. So I'm I'm taking this one. So 2017, Alabama beats them week one, and they play Southern Miss in the Independence Bowl. Go back to 2016. They beat Michigan in the Orange Bowl. Wait, what? Oh, shit. 2015, they lost to Houston in the Peach Bowl. Okay. All right. All right. So they they won a big bowl after us. All right. Maybe we didn't destroy their program, but it's pretty embarrassing when they lost to a G5 school in the Peach Bowl. And oh, yes. I love it. Stomped them. Like it wasn't even close. It was so funny to walking into that stadium because it was in Atlanta. And so it was all Florida State people, obviously. Um, and they were so douchey. They were so douchey. One guy. I can't make this up. He was in a Florida state tank top and had white Oakley's on and said, what even is a university of Houston? This is this. These are the interactions I had with Florida state fans for that bowl game. By the way, I know it's Atlanta and it is, you know, so it's hot, but it's a new year's dude's still rocking the Florida state tank. He can't give up the white Oakley's in the Florida state tank. Gotta love Talonasty. I know. I wish I would have like gotten a photo with this guy. Cause it, but I was like stunned with like, what even is a university of Houston? I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Come on guys. I know you, I know you have a Florida state education, but use your context clues. Exactly. What, where is there a city, <laughs> a big one named Houston? I know like he's trying to shit talk, but it was just the worst shit talk. Ever. I was like, dude, that's embarrassing. Like, that's embarrassing for you because, like, you got to know that was a bad one. And then I mean, we destroyed them. And while they're all emptying the, the arena um, in the fourth quarter, we start doing their, you know, chomp thing back at them. Just, it was incredible. Great, great trip. I think it would have been a better shit talk if he says, yeah, when I think University of Houston, I just think of Sam Houston State. 
Yeah. Or I think like, that would have been better. Or he could have been like, um, like y'all are the Bearcats, right? And I'm like, no, we're the Cougars. And I'm like, and then he would have been like, Sam Houston? I thought y'all were the Bearcats. That would have been a sweet insult. Because yeah. it's like you're that low to us that we confuse you with FCS schools or, you know. Yeah. That that would be a really good insult, actually. That would have fucking pissed me off. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, you wish you were the University of Florida, you fucking ACC losers. Ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, it's... But, I mean, Florida State fans, they're not the most intelligent. My favorite thing, though, of the Tomahawk chomp, chomp mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. after... Don't get those confused. <laughs> well, they do want to be Florida. <laughs> oh! Uh, after the... I think it was after Oregon played them one year, or it might have been Auburn. It was after Jameis was accused of doing things he shouldn't have been doing. And they were chanting no means no while doing it. No means no. Like that? Yeah. That's that's good. That is really good as a fan base to come together and like think of something like that and do it in unison. I'm very impressed. Oh, it was the team. The team was doing it, not just the fans. The team? Oh, God. (laughs) That's brutal. Although I will say that is one of the best entrances in college football. Yeah. Oh, it was uh Oregon Ducks players chant. No means no with Tom Chop. I've, have you ever said, well, I mean, you did y'all play them in Tallahassee or was it a mutual site like Atlanta it, or something? It was the first game at the uh, Mercedes Benz stadium in Atlanta. Okay. Okay. So it was probably a mixed bag of like fans. Yeah. Um, I was in the Alabama section for it though. Obviously, but Florida State is a game I'd like to go see just for that entrance. It looks sick. Like the dude that runs in on rides in on the horse has the spear on fire and everyone's oh, like, yeah, I could see how that would get me fucking hyped as a football fan. True. Virginia Tech, they got the best, obviously. How do you feel about Clemson's entrance? That's been a big talk on CFB Twitter lately. I've yeah, I've seen this. Um, I don't get the hype and I'm sure it's, there's like a lot of like stuff behind it. And I, I, I I don't, I don't get it. Like if, if we're comparing the chop, that fucking entrance, we're comparing enter Sandman, Virginia tech, just fucking South Carolina, the 2001 space odyssey. That one's fucking epic. Like, and then we're talking about running down a hill. Like I don't. Hey, and touching a rock. (laughs) Like, just let me, let's say I'm pitching you like an idea for something. And those are your options. Which one sounds more hyped and which one sounds the least hyped? It's just, I don't get the hype. Yeah, no, it's, it's bad. There's certain entrances I can watch on my couch on TV and be like, Ooh, like almost chills. I'm like, that seems fucking awesome. Like I want to be there. I'll watch a Clemson game and just be like, Oh, okay. Now they're running down the hill and touching their rock again. And, you know, there's Dabo running in front of them. That's cool. Like, I don't watch that and go, ooh, I need to be there to see this in, in person. Yeah, no, it's I, I don't get it. And Clemson is like, no, it's the best in the country. Is it, though? I mean, look, maybe it's cool there. I know when I was a student at U of H, we would they would, like, have the big flames come up as the, the flags run out that spell Houston, and they're wearing their cowboy hats and shit and, like, run around. And that obviously doesn't deserve to be on any ranking for like entrance but just being there you know get you fucking hyped so maybe 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Run it. We also had flames, though. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, the, I think the, the fire made it fucking badass. It wasn't look, anything else. Arson makes anything better. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, especially a rap sheet. You look way cooler <laughs> going into jail with arson. Yeah, I mean, if you give me any activity, I can make it better with arson. Yeah, yeah. If you add fire to most things, it gets better. Other than water, maybe it doesn't get better. But most situations. You oh, no, fire they. To. There's this thing out in Providence, water fire, where they're like they put big buckets full of like oil on water, and it's in a river, and it's just light on fire, and it's it electric. No, it's the most boring thing I've ever seen. That just sounds like Cleveland on a normal day. <laughs> Fair. Uh, no, I've got yelled at for making that joke before. It hasn't caught on fire in over thirty years. Yeah, but it's caught on fire. Right. Well, what are we hard supposed to do? Your that? Rivers shouldn't catch on fire. It doesn't matter how long ago that was. Also, the fact it's happened multiple times. Right. That could have been a hundred years ago, and I would still probably talk shit. It wouldn't be as impactful, but it'd be still a funny joke. The fact that it's like happened in our lifetime and it continuously has happened, yeah, clearly it's a fucking problem, Cleveland. But at least they're not Detroit. 1969, there was one. That's the famous one. Okay. Uh, how many times is this river caught? <laughs> oh my god! What? The river became hem- heavily affected by industrial pollution, mm-hmm. uh, and then it decided to load so much so that it caught fire at least thirteen times. <laughs> oh, gotta love Cleveland, man! Gotta love it. Thirteen times. Gotta get some of that ballpark mustard at the. Uh... Guardians games. Oh, do you want to know the last time it caught on fire? Mm. August 25th, 2020. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is a current problem. <laughs> this is this yes. is not in the bad. They're, they're currently dealing with how to put out river fires. Which is something that nobody should have to do. It should be like, it's water. It will go out. If it happened once in 2020, I would make fun of you like people made fun of the state of texas for freezing right that's fine you know it happened you can make fun of it it's not a continuous thing cleveland's river continuously catches fire they should really do something about that (laughs) they should try like adding water to it (laughs) at least this time a tanker crashed causing oh okay okay, okay. but in the past it's been yeah this river is so polluted that it's right look it doesn't matter if it catches fire at any point 
nowadays we're gonna make fun of you you can't have a reputation of your rivers catching on fire and me not bust your fucking balls about it yeah it's it's just bad speaking but, of bad pack the pack 12 i don't know do you want to keep talking about the pack 12 or do you want to go uh, who's the idiot let's see okay here i I can talk about the this real quick and then i gotta wrap it up because my family's waiting um so the pack 12 if you kept up, they had a single media day, whereas every other decent conference, yeah, hell, even like I think the American conference has multiple days. The PAC decided to just do a single media day, which <laughs> good for them. At least they're self-aware and they know nobody actually cares about their fucking conference. Um, their new, you know, fake Russian commissioner, whatever. What's his goddamn name? Um, uh, Klavikov? Klavikov? Whatever I think Klyakov, whatever his name is, he decided to go at the Big 12 for saying that they're open for business. He attacked the Big 12 for trying to destroy the pack. Now, I don't know if your listeners can immediately pick up on, you know, the ironic humor here. He didn't mention anything about the Big 10 who actually is currently destroying their conference, right? They stole their two biggest brands, well, I guess their biggest brand, and then another one that's in the same city for some reason. They they destroyed their conference, and he doesn't mention a lick about the Big Ten. And I, I mean, I know why, because he knows the pack is going to fucking die and he needs a job. So he's just hoping the Big Ten calls him up and gives him some bullshit job because he didn't bust their balls. But yeah, he had the audacity. To go with the Big Twelve, a conference that they the pack previously like would shit talk because they were they said they didn't want a single team from the Big Twelve. They were too good for the Big Twelve schools. They decided to pass on adding any Big Twelve schools last year when the news came out that UT and Oklahoma were leaving for the SEC. Pack said, Nope, we don't want any of your schools. There was rumors about Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, but they said we don't want any conservative Christian schools. We're not taking anybody from the Big Twelve. Pretty much shit talking the Big Twelve. And now they have the audacity to go at the conference that's barely trying to stay alive. And when asked, would you take any pack? Of course they would. Why wouldn't they? What the fuck are you talking about? Like the Big 12 and the pack are the two conferences that are trying to stay alive at this moment. Uh, It just, it it was hilarious to me. There's been a lot of rumors about what's going to happen. If they stay together, they've discussed potentially adding teams. I mean, I don't know what else somebody has to do to the fucking Pac-12 to get them to just add two more goddamn teams like they should have done like 10 fucking years ago. So maybe they'll actually do it now. By the way, can I cuss on here? I didn't even ask. Yeah. No, you okay. can. Good. Um, the schools I've heard a lot about in this discussion is San Diego State, Boise State, and SMU in Dallas, Texas. What are your thoughts on this? I think Boise State and SMU – would be really good ads for the Pac-12. San Diego State geographically makes sense, but their biggest claim to fame is Christian McCaffrey. They are. They <laughs> did just build a brand new stadium. Okay, so it they're not in the the old uh, Charger Stadium anymore. They have a brand new on campus sick stadium. Okay, but also, I mean, it's the Pac, so they can't be picky with what schools they take. <laughs> if right. I were Vladimir over in the Pac-12, whatever the <laughs> fuck his name is. I would be more pissed that the Big 12 to stay alive is gobbling up all the good group of five schools. Right. I mean, the Pac-12 should have just stolen the best Big 12 schools when they had the chance. And this probably wouldn't even be in discussion. 
Like they should have gone after BYU early on. Yeah, but they don't want religious schools. Specifically, they will not add BYU because they're religious. They said the same thing about Baylor and TCU. They said, nope, we won't take religious schools. They don't want uh, any religious institute. So they will not take BYU. It's like off the table. They wouldn't ever take Boise State because they're academics. Like the Pac-12 is the most arrogant fucking conference I think there is in the, in the country. It's insane. They have this weird level of arrogance that is just undeserved. You know, I I kind of felt bad for the Pac-12 before. No, no, I don't. I kind of want I to don't. Deny. Fuck them. I mean, I, I was I was right in the thick of the, you know, realignment stuff with the Big 12 because that's when Houston finally got called up. Thank the Lord. But it was all hinging on the pack, right? And um, obviously, I didn't want the pack to take any of those schools, even though Houston was actually brought up as like one of the top four programs they were looking at, which surprises me. But it's a very liberal, very large school in a big city, not religious. I guess that makes sense. Um, so I'm happy they didn't take any big 12 schools, but their level of arrogance seeing not just the, the administration, which their level of arrogance is insulting to anybody, but their fans arrogance was just insane. I remember them being like Houston. Why would we take that? And it would be like a Washington state fan. I'm like, dude, we have like a bigger stadium than you and we're better than you. Like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Jesus. Like, I think they, them in the, weirdly enough, the SEC, I think, might be the only Power Five conferences without a religious school. The SEC doesn't have a religious school? Uh, no, they have. No, they don't. I'm Yeah, I'm putting it all together. Yeah, now. weirdly enough, the Bible Belt. No I know, that would schools. be like the most religious schools, I would think. That's crazy. Because you have. I bet they have the most religious students. I wouldn't be surprised if all of the power conferences, the SEC has the most like hardcore religious students just because it's like deep South. Yeah. Well, also part of it is some of the super religious people I knew couldn't get into Alabama. So maybe not. Wait, who can't get into Alabama? Do they not know how to write their name? That's weird. Well, see, <laughs> Alabama, if you can write at least three letters of your name, <laughs> you get you get in. If you get and if you one, got your cousin's phone number, that's a big plus. If you get one, you have one mulligan for a spelling mistake, and if you mm -hmm. just get one letter wrong, you then get a full academic scholarship, and that's why I went to Alabama. And if you can't get any letters right, automatic acceptance letter to Mississippi State. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're just automatically. It's like when you get denied by like a big school like UT. There's Austin Community College, and so if you get denied, they're like, "Hey, you're just automatically accepted to Austin Community College." If you just want to take some college classes for a year, get your grades up, then you can, you know, apply again. That's Alabama. Um, any SEC school, they just go, sorry, you know, you weren't denied, but you are automatically accepted to Mississippi State University. Congratulations. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I I think it's wild that the SEC doesn't have any religious schools. Still, like, I think Vanderbilt's the only private school. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this for an hour and 36 minutes now. I want to go longer. I'm so sorry. We'll have you it's on during the me. season. This is killing me. I got so much more to talk about. We'll have you on during the season a couple please, of times. Please do. I'm, I'm like dead serious. We did last year. We'll have you on Okay. a good amount. Um, We'll skip who's the idiot this week. We'll take care of that some other time. We'll have you on for who's the idiot because I feel like you would have some very, oh, very, God, very strong opinions about me. that. I feel terrible. It's oh. fine. This is our longest episode so far this season. So... 
Oh, I could have uh, went another hour and a half. This is it, nothing. This is I love this. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Rattlesnake, I will come back. Host the Chairgate podcast if you're a NASCAR fan. Check it out. Um, I would have you on, but I'm guessing you don't follow NASCAR, which is fine. Uh, most people RH don't. Yeah, but if you just, are a NASCAR fan listening, check it out. I would just talk about um Dale Earnhardt for <laughs> an hour. Um, <laughs> you would just say his name over and over <laughs> quietly in the background. Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I just come on shirtless with a big three painted on my chest. I mean, that would be welcomed. Now just I'll come sitting back. there, not saying anything the whole episode, and at the end, <laughs> and that this is Belly Up Kev from Tailgate of the Quad. Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Only thing I say the whole episode. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code tailgate for 10% off your order to get some great sunglasses. Uh, As a reminder, no episode next week. I am in Ireland, so I'm not fucking recording at 3 in the morning. Everyone have a good day. Peace. Will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 